0: Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have another exciting DC trip interview for you uh, during our time in DC for the 49th annual March for Life, which we're hopefully and prayerfully considering will be the final March for Life before the overturning of Roe versus Wade, that wicked decision that took away states' rights to even protect preborn children and has led to the slaughter. Of conservatively at least 63 million unborn children, making it the greatest human rights violation and Holocaust of our time. But it is, uh, we are meeting with a lot of pro life leaders and discussing how God has uniquely appointed organizations and individuals at sort of key. Uh, places in the abortion wars to make an impact for life. And today we have Brandi Swindle with us. She's the founder and CEO of Stanton Healthcare, now Stanton International, which seeks to replace abortion businesses around the world because women and their families are entitled to quality, coercion-free care, and not those who are profiteering off of dehumanizing the unborn and treating their mothers as just as much of a prospect as the pre-born child that they kill. From a small room in a doctor's office in Meridian, Idaho to an international presence, Brandy has led Stanton to the forefront of life-affirming women's health care. And in what we're hoping will be a post-Roe versus Wade landscape, these types of ministries and organizations are actually going to become more important than we've ever seen before, especially in states that make abortion illegal so that these ministries and clinics really do become the replacement of all abortion centers that actually care for and love women and their families and the children that they're already a mother to. Buckle up, you're in for a treat. I'm Seth Gruber and this is Unaborted. Brandy, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to meet
0: you. Um, we have sort of been ships passing in the night for a little while. It true. seems like very true. I met some uh, Linda from your organization recently, and then and then Pat Mahoney. And they were like, Seth, come out to D.C. Yep. for what we're doing uh, for the prayer for Dobbs.
1: That's right. But I
0: was in South Dakota and I couldn't make it. But
1: you did spread the word about it. We I did. really
0: appreciate that. I <laughs> yeah, yeah. really did. Yeah. With yeah. my little tiny trumpet, I, I, said, no. I, I said, go there. Um, but uh, it, it's fun how God has been uniting so many different people and organizations in the last year and a half. It's incredible. And I always say it's because when the enemy overplays his hand... And people are sort of become more awakened to what's happening. People and organizations stop caring so much about their branding and their lane. Yeah. It's like, who cares? This is the fall of the republic. Yeah. Um, and, but so much of that actually goes back to our failure to protect the preborn child. Right. Uh, we've, been, we've been sort of uh, sowing violence in the womb and now we're reaping it in the streets. Right. Uh, we've been sowing apathy in the womb and now we're reaping it in our politics. Um, but people are starting to wake up and I want to see more people fighting and contending together. So um, huge fan of your organization and what you're doing. I told you I came from a background of women's health care clinics, pregnancy resource centers, yes. obviously specifically with my mother directing one in her late 20s up until she gave birth to me in her early 30s. So this is very much runs in my blood. I always say that I've been a pro-life activist since I was a fetus. Uh, doing backflips in my mother's uterus I while she was that. saving babies at a pregnancy center That's in Azusa, California. Okay. Uh, not all that far from your California uh, center that you have. So, before you tell us uh, more about Stanton, I, I want to hear a little bit about your background. I was reading on the website, and I was like, oh, she's been all over the world doing really cool things. Uh, and so, firstly, I, I always want my listeners to just kind of get to know the really cool stories of people that God's called into the fight for life. So, who is Brandi Swindell, and how did you get involved?
1: Well, I appreciate that question. So, I've been in the movement now <laughs> over 20 years. I'm aging myself now, and I'm not going to tell you my age. People can <laughs> guess now. Uh, but I started full-time in the movement in 1999, but it was actually the summer of 1997 okay. where... God really touched my heart to become to not just say that I was pro-life because right. I'd always been pro-life um, raised in a Christian home, went to a private Christian school so I'd always been pro-life right, right. but I, it wasn't until summer of 1997 where I was I was wow. my heart was touched to become actively pro-life because it doesn't matter that we yeah. say we're against That's abortion, exactly right. right It yeah. matters that we're actually doing something to prevent the violence of abortion. That's what matters to the child in the yeah, womb. That's, that's right. what matters to the woman facing an unexpected pregnancy. That's what's gonna change culture yeah. and turn it back to a culture of life. And And we're believing that we're gonna see that, right? A post Roe yeah. world. Um, and so that's kind of our, our theme with Stanton right now is, yeah. you know, dismantle Roe, yeah. right? It's yeah. archaic, it doesn't match up with science, logic, reason, <laughs> compassion, hope, that's all those right. things. Yeah, yeah. But back to your original question, seems like God always does something um, that, that touches our hearts in a powerful way that becomes right. that catalyst. For us to begin making a difference yep. and to not stand on the sidelines anymore, but to actually get right. involved, get in the trenches, yes, right? Yes, So yeah. I was, um, uh, I'm from Idaho, so I'm a bit outdoorsy girl. Yeah, I yeah, have grown yeah. up going to Yellowstone National Park with my family oh, since awesome. I was a little kid every summer, five years old. And my dream was always, well, I want to work in Yellowstone National Park, you oh, know, wow. so, yeah, someday. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, <laughs> graduate from high school, um, moved to Maui for a year right after high school, okay. and then came back home and Said, okay, I'm going to work in Yellowstone National Park for a summer. Got a job there. Okay. Had a blast, you know, working in the Roosevelt Lodge. And wow. made a ton of friends from not only all over the nation, but all over the world. Because wow. they do these hirings and people, you know, from all over the world want, want experience. There, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's the, you know, the <clears throat> America's school. first national park. Yeah, it's very historic and wonderful. So anyway, I got this job, met lots of different people. I um, lived in a ca- employee cabin, a great little employee yeah, cabin. Yeah, had yeah, two yeah. roommates, yep. And uh, I was like the Christian evangelical girl, you know, and, uh, meeting lots of wonderful and different people with all different backgrounds and beliefs. Right. And Anyway, my roommate um, became friends and started dating a guy that was one of the cooks there at the Roosevelt Lodge. And lo and behold, in the middle mm-hmm. of the summer, she was not acting like herself. And she was a very vibrant, outgoing girl. She had long, wavy, curly hair. She was just always the life of the party. Um, she was about 21 at that time. And um, she was a skateboarder and she actually brought her skateboard with her and had like Tonka truck wheels on her skateboard so she could like skateboard in the dirt. Wow. I mean this chick was like really cool, okay? <laughs> and so and just describing her personality and her, her countenance was just always fun and happy and upbeat. And she started not acting like herself one particular Mm -hmm. week. And I just thought, well, this is weird. She's just not being herself at all. And we shared a nightstand. We did not have uh, phones in in our cabin. And um, there was a phone book all of a sudden on our shared nightstand. I thought, well, that's kind of weird. And I grabbed it and it fell open to an earmarked page to abortion providers in Bozeman, Montana. Oh, wow. And I went, oh, my gosh, she's pregnant. And so I tried to engage with her and how's everything going? Is any, you know, what's going on? Nothing, nothing, nothing for about a week. And then wow. finally I got, I pulled her aside privately and just blurted it out. I said, are you pregnant? And she just burst into tears, Wow! burst into tears. And sure enough, she was pregnant, stating that cook in the kitchen that was out there from Boston and she was, you know, from Nevada. And anyway, so she was, you know, planning to have an abortion. And so of course I begged and pleaded with her not to have the abortion. And uh, I remember at one point when we were talking, uh, she, a tear was streaming down her cheek and she said, I know it's wrong, but I have to do it. I know it's wrong, but I have to do it. Yeah. And I'm just going, this is my first time. Experiencing a situation. Wow. This is way before I ever started Stanton. I didn't know all the tools yeah. about how to talk to a woman facing an unexpected pregnancy, but I began falling in love with this baby and I had tremendous compassion for her. I remember even writing her a letter. She loved the Beastie Boys. And so in the letter, I'm like, you can, make, if it's a boy, you can name your baby Mike D. from, You know, the little Mikey D from the Beastie Boys. And um, my uncle was an attorney. And so I said to her, you know, you can move back with me to, to Boise. Wow. And my uncle can help you with a, maybe an adoption plan. Or you can come sure. live with me and my family. Or, you know, uh, if you're going to go to Boston, I can go and help you. Or if you're going to, you know, I was just trying
0: to You were promising throw, everything. Yeah. Yes.
1: Throwing every resource I could so she wouldn't feel alone. Anything I could think of. And uh, I remember she told me that the abortion was going to be, I believe it was a Thursday at 11 a.m. in Bozeman, remember? And I was working a shift up at at the lodge. We both waited tables up there. And so I had an early morning, like 6 a.m. shift for all those fishermen out there that get up way too early and want their breakfast. And um, so I had that appointment, and I remember doing just the whole time, praying and thinking about her and just hoping that she wouldn't go through with it. Yeah, and... uh, and I remember when my shift was over that afternoon, late afternoon, and I'm walking back to our cabin. And I remember it perfectly, Seth, just perfectly walking down this little dirt trail to our cabin and walking up the steps and, and putting my hand on the doorknob and turning the doorknob. And th- I was thinking in my head, hoping and praying, I open the door and and she'll just like jump up and down and give me a big hug and say I decided not to do it. and right. We would just celebrate. I open the door, slowly step in. And, and as I step into our cabin, our one room cabin, I can feel it in the air and I can see it in her limp body as she's laying in the fetal position on her bed. She had had the abortion oh, gosh. and gives me chills to this day because that was that life changing moment. Uh, and she was never the same after that. Remember, I described her skateboarder, yeah. life, the party, loved right. great music. She was never the same the rest of the summer. Her eyes were different. Her eyes were glazed over. And that's when I realized the lie. I'd always been pro life because of what it does does to the pre born baby, which is the number one concern, right? The innocent, vulnerable child in the womb. But then I saw the lie of what it it does to women. It does not free women, it does not give them, you know, this line of choice. Shocker. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Big (laughs) surprise. But to see it firsthand, a woman's spirit was destroyed. And so then I became very. You know, impassioned. And I did that thing. God brings us to that place where I I wasn't angry at God, but I prayed. I said, Lord, you know, I fell in love with this little baby and I feel like this child just slipped through my hands. God, what am I supposed to learn through this? And I felt him impress upon my heart. Now you know how I feel when every baby dies. And this child (coughs) is one of many. Yeah. I hadn't I didn't know how many abortions were going on. Right. I didn't know that there were millions and millions of babies lost since Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So I began praying, researching. God started opening me opening my eyes and I said that prayer, okay Lord, you got my attention. Yeah. This this yeah. isn't just an issue this is real human life. This is a life destroyed. This is a woman's life destroyed. Yeah. She will never be the same. The abortion industry is lying. I didn't even know that they're, what the abortion industry really was at that point. Right, right. You start to peel back the layers and recognize how horrifying it is. And then I saw how disturbing it is that the laws in America are done in such a way that they're... I'm in Yellowstone National Park. The buffalo have more federal protection yeah. than a pre-born child. Yeah, most animals do. Yeah, yeah, a blade of grass, the geysers. I mean, and it's beautiful. It's amazing, yeah. you know. And yep. there's more protection. <laughs> yeah. Surrounding that than America's greatest national treasure, yeah. our children. That's right. And our future children. Yeah,
0: I did an episode the other day, um, and uh, I talked about how Germany, the new government in Germany recently. Uh, just got rid of, according to The Guardian, a Nazi-era pro-abortion law. A Nazi-era, ooh, that must mean it's bad, right? Well, it simply prevented doctors from giving women information about abortions. So the the way the left ran with that story, Brandy, was that, um, man, even the Nazis were so bad they were pro-life. That's how bad they were. We have to get rid of this Nazi era law because obviously the, any law that the Nazis had it must have been real really bad. The, right. Uh, and and I like I was like guys, you missed the story. The story here was not even the Nazis wanted abortion. Right. That's the that's story. That's the story. <laughs> that's how
1: horrific it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So to your that's point, I mean, it even is. even Adolf Hitler and the Nazis actually weren't in support of abortion. And, and they, they, they quoted the, the law that was overturned in, the, in this new uh, law that they passed, and the old law from the 1930-whatever, 33, um, the reason given by the Nazis as to why was, to quote, to protect uh, a German's future. Right, it's like yes, the posterity, like, the children. So, yeah. so it's like it, that's just how bad we are in America is that like we we even we're even worse than the Nazis. Well, we, we even celebrate the slaughter of our preborn children. And okay, did they want to protect and expand the Aryan race? Okay, maybe is that bad? Is Aryan supremacy bad? Yes. Any racial supremacy that you think is better is bad, of course. Of course, of course but I, the point yeah. is, is they're like uh, we don't want to abort ourselves into oblivion. We want a, a robust, which is what China's been doing, population. and yeah. now they're trying to catch
1: up. And isn't it crazy that like Elon. Musk musk is the, like the voice of reason yeah, came out, yeah what was yeah, that a month said, ago yeah, and said the yeah, biggest issue facing civilization is we're like yeah we yeah. need to have more children it's like yeah. this is what the pro-life movement's been saying yeah. forever yeah, we don't you have mess an overpopulation with nature, problem. you mess with yeah, right, we have an it's,
0: underpopulation it's, problem. exactly yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. exactly
0: um so anyways uh that was the spark for you then obviously. that was the spark for me yeah. so i said that so, prayer so okay you,
1: lord use me
0: you went back to idaho yeah so then i went back so
1: this is crazy god does amazing things like this when we open our heart up to him right obviously he's So he's, you know, he he, he knows what he's doing. That sounds so simple to Mm -hmm. say, but it's like amazing. So I said that prayer. Well, I had befriended um, a girl out there, Heather Hawkins. Um, I didn't share her name. And she was out there doing, um, she was a missionary out in Yellowstone National Park, which is funny to me that we send missionaries all over the world and even to our national parks. I didn't even know. And so she was part of a group that was doing, uh, church services in the outdoor amphitheaters nice. for all the tourists. Yeah, Isn't yeah, that that's cool? cool? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So we became really good friends and um, she was, fr- her parents had gone to college with a national pro-life leader okay. uh, years ago, Randall Terry. Yes. And here. so she, uh, he was r- uh, running for political office in New York. That's where she was from. In, in Yellowstone out from New York. And she said, so I tell her the story to be praying and all of it. So she was, you know, interceding and praying just like I was for this girl. And, yeah. and after it all happened, she said, wow, it seems like God's using this in your life. She goes, I have a job working, an inter- an internship working for Randall for his campaign. Oh, wow. He's, maybe God wants you to get one too. And so she got yeah. on the phone and sure enough, you know, a well, month and a half later, I'm on a plane to New York to work for a national pro-life leader. And that's wow. how I got my activism chops and yeah. this whole world opened up cool. about pro-life outreach and activism and we don't have to be on the sidelines so we can make a difference yeah. and I remember doing a mailing right all pro-life groups are always doing mailings yeah, and I'm like yeah, yeah. stuffing envelopes in New York you know working for Randall right. and I said I think I'm supposed to be a hmm. pro-life activist I think I'm supposed to do this full-time that's what God wants me to do in the future and Randall looked at me and he said what are you talking about in the future you're doing it now <laughs> and I was like
0: I'm a (laughs) pro-life activist, you know? And then I just
1: started walking in that, you know, that this is what I want to dedicate my life to.
0: So tell us about Stanton. Yeah. How did that happen? Yep.
1: So Stanton Healthcare, founded Stanton Healthcare in 2006. Uh, We actually out in Boise did not have a a life-affirming women's medical clinic or pregnancy resource center that was doing ultrasounds. We had a couple of just the resource centers types and they just felt they never wanted to do the ultrasound route and that's fine. They were doing a great work, um, you know, where they felt called to do stuff. And so I went, wow, again, one of those prayers, Lord, I really pray you raise someone up to start a, you know, pro-life medical clinic with (laughs) ultrasound imaging. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do it. Okay, okay. And... I come from a long line of entrepreneurs, my grandfather and my dad. And so I was raised very much around, you know, just, just, you know, just kind of an entrepreneurial way. So, of course, when I feel in my heart to start Stanton, my go big vision, I'm like, wait, we need to have a whole movement of life-affirming women's medical clinics with a certain style of branding (laughs) and all of this. And, um, you know, maybe God would have it that we... You know, ha- have some here in Idaho, but that we can even expand sure. nationally and internationally, which yeah, yeah. sure enough is what happened. In fact, I remember wow. feeling that and getting a call from my good friend, Danielle. Okay. um Versluis, who's been in the pro-life movement for many years her dad jeff white national pro-life leader and and so she we were friends and she reached out and said i see what you're doing with your stanton clinics out in idaho have you ever thought about doing an out-of-state affiliate and i said yeah you want to be our guinea pig yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, nice. she, so that's what we have a Stanton in southern california they're doing absolutely amazing things we have where a, is that um it's in um it's in Wrightwood area tri-cities okay. area um kind of up above the Pasadena the hills yeah. up above Pasadena. And what was really amazing about that when Danielle felt in her heart to start a stamp healthcare there. And she started praying about it and gathering like-minded people to get involved. She had no idea at the time that Planned Parenthood was getting ready to get the permits to build a mega Planned Parenthood really? up there. Wow. Is that no crazy? Way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's a an impoverished area up there in certain parts and so there was a real need and so, you know, God's always doing stuff, man. Yeah. He's always going to have, you know, if we just open ourselves up, he's going to use us to make a difference yeah, and provide yeah. hope and support. And so if we have a stamp in Detroit. We have wow. um, a public policy center that we just opened in Washington, DC. Wow, we have wonderful. some international clinics, North Ireland. We just signed paperwork to open one in Scotland. Wow. Edinburgh. Yeah. So, and we have a waiting list of quite a few people that, wow. that like our model, which yeah, is yeah. life affirming medical clinics. Um, you know, and we come from that, that, um, that foundation of, of women like your mom. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, early on, were are um, building these amazing pregnancy resource centers and right. we're on the front lines. And so we carry on that beautiful tradition and legacy. Yeah. You know, those That's original... Right. Founding pregnancy resource centers and those praying women, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just like that's that's we we we've, we've learned from them. Embrace yeah. that, and 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 we're building off of that in new ways yeah. to continue to provide quality of care that's competitive with Planned Parenthood and yeah. ultimately replaces Planned yeah. Parenthood. That's yeah. the goal. And so our model, Seth, is we set up. Um, right next door to Planned Parenthood's, good, and, good. and if and if it's not a, a stand a, a standalone clinic, then we have mobile clinics that yep. are getting as close to Planned Parenthood's as possible, good. and that ticks them off. We've yeah. been sued by Planned Parenthood out yep. in Idaho. Thankfully, um, the judge saw through that and dismissed it. But you know good. they're bullies. They tried yeah. to threaten us thirty thousand oh, yeah. dollars in legal fees. They throw everything. Oh, everything. Yeah. I sell them in can. jail before I pay anything they can. In legal fees. Yeah, they're loaded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You stand up against them. Yeah, They're not going to prevail.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, what does a... How do you see a post-Roe America playing out? And what's that going to mean for pregnancy centers, women's, pro-life medical clinics like yours? How do you see that future? Um, how can people support you? Um, what's the changing landscape going to look like? Uh, how are you preparing for that? What do you foresee? All of that sort of paint a picture for what the future might look like yeah. in America in both what will become sanctuary states for abortion. Like California. And, and the states in which yeah. abortion will likely be illegal. Yeah, like your, Idaho. Your centers will be needed. Yeah. In, but well, That's it's, right. It's, I mean... Uh Brad Little needs to find his spine in my opinion. He is not oh. he has not been uh nearly conservative or pro-life enough. But what is what is he has the signed every like? piece
1: of pro-life legislation into law though, okay. brought before him. So I do want to i do wanna acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we want everybody to be a stronger, better, yeah, yeah, more yeah, of a champion yeah, yeah. for yeah, the yeah. pro-life cause um for sure. But he thankfully he has signed yeah. into every every pro-life legislation put on his desk, he signed into law. So that's pretty amazing. Good. Um but um so, really good question. As you mentioned earlier, pregnancy centers and life-affirming women's medical clinics are going to be more important than yeah. ever uh, when Roe is dismantled and overturned. Yeah. And that's what we're hoping for and believing. We'll see that ruling in June or maybe earlier. Yeah. Uh, let's just, you know, it looks like the makeup of the court... You know, there's several justices. It appears they that appears they don't believe that there's a constitutional yeah. right to abortion. And so That's let's right. oh, you know, right. let's hope our sense is right and that they dismantle it. It's it's time. You know, it's it's time that we dismantle Roe. It's failed women. It's failed children. It's yeah. failed society. All of those things, of course. Uh, but it, it, what's significant here is that you know you envision. Picture picturing Roe be, being overturned, you know the abortion industry is going to lose their minds. Yeah. And we'll have throw, riots in the street. Oh, they'll throw tantrums, mm-hmm. kick, scream. People will die. Like, <laughs>
0: no, seriously, it, it'll make the it'll make the summer of love of 2020, yeah, yeah. The Black Lives Matter, and Tifa riots, look peaceful. Well, th- then we would really will use the media line that that was mostly peaceful summer uh, if Roe Roe v Roe gets truly overturned. Th- because it's 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 Satan's sacrament. Sac- it is sacrament. It's abortion is the high sacrament of the religion of secular progressivism. Well, and it's a
1: spiritual battle. So if they lose we're, that, we're going to have riots in the street. Right. people
0: will be murdered um, over this. Well, yeah. but what but what does that mean for pregnancy centers, women's centers? Well, health and Arizona people are already
1: and, being murdered in the womb. So yes, it's always yes, just yes. a yep. harsh, horrific yeah. thing. Yeah, bloodshed. Yeah, um, bloodshed. So to so people. they'll they'll lose their minds. But it's important that the pro life community continue to remain peaceful, hopeful, strategic. I mean we have some of the most brilliant minds in the pro life movement on yep. a national level on you know local state levels and so we 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 are organized you know we're a diverse movement as yeah, you yeah, will yeah. know with lots of different ideas but that's because there's a lot of smart thinkers and leaders and get stuff done type of people so we're actually very we're poised and America is ready for Roe to be dismantled yep. we have several states that have the trigger laws right. so when Roe goes back to the states like Idaho you know, we're, we're ready to go. It's built into Idaho's law um, that we reject abortion. So there's several right. states that have that. Um, I think it's the numbers are now uh, that pregnancy centers and life-affirming clinics outnumber abortion clinics four to one. And so we wow. have thousands of life-affirming women's medical clinics that, st- are, that are already helping women right. and stand ready when right. Roe is overturned. So this right. idea that the pro-abortion um, movement right. Because when you when you,
0: we, when you add pr- pr- pregnancy resource centers mm-hmm. or pro life pregnancy yes. with other just women's medical clinics yes. that don't perform abortions, right, that are and life you, affirming, you're left with, yeah, about four to one. Absolutely. Right.
1: So the support is there. The right, support right. is there for women. They're not going to be yeah, by okay. themselves, selves flailing around. Yeah, that's what no support. says. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, they're, they're gonna nowhere be... to go. Well, yeah, think... where are they going
0: to get a pap smear? <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No, my team and I talk about it all the time. That yeah, on one yeah, level, right. women are like so empowered. Where you get prenatal
0: care?
1: No, you're not going to. Where do they find birth? Birth control pills. Cecile so no Richards idea. told me that they do yeah. prenatal
0: care. Yeah. Oh post. yeah. Option prenatal
1: care, adoptions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the way they talk, they yeah. Just they, read their
0: they, annual they, report. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Look where all the the, the the amount of money that's raised, largest, yeah. you know, Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion provider, the largest chain yeah. in the world. It's a money making abortion yeah. profiteering machine. Yeah. Um and so but but we the pro life movement stands ready. You know, pro life America stands ready. Women are going to be supported. They're going to be provided with quality care, and um, so, you know, hope-filled yeah. uh, solutions—real solutions for unexpected pregnancies. Yeah. The states are ready, uh, and so it's—it's it's time, you know. Yeah. And when you look at again, Roe v. Wade is so archaic. I mean, the science is yeah. science has always been on our side and always will be logic and reason has always been on our side hope love and compassion has always been on our side and yeah. it will be and so there the, it, it it's it's time yeah, yeah. you know and the majority of Americans favor restrictions on abortions and when and, and the majority of Americans actually believe in dismantling Roe. when the polling questions are asked properly right, right. do you believe that abortion should be legal throughout right. nine months no That's the majority right. of Americans right. don't agree with that do you right. believe in restrictions on abortions yes yeah. do you because I mean, they always phrase it that means support- they don't believe Roe. Do you
0: support Roe or do you oppose Roe? That's Nobody the knows what Roe is. They don't know. Most no. people so don't you, know that right. it, it legalized abortion through point of birth. And right. So then, you break then Planterna says, look, the majority of Americans yeah. support
1: And it's not true. Uh, support
0: Roe. I know like, they don't even know. Because then even when know you ask is. them, do you support abortion for right. nine months? You break the it down. And clear. the majority of yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Americans believe in dismantling Roe. So,
0: Brandy, if people want to connect with Stanton, if someone listening has a heart for pregnancy resource centers, um, yes. for alternatives to abortion, for full range medical care, for. Women, um, we have people listen from all over the country, and and uh, a lot of people are getting involved with pregnancy centers as volunteers, or they're getting involved with sidewalk counseling. If someone listening has a heart for that ministries, especially as it will be so much more needed in the near future here, um, how do they connect with you, with Stanton, learn more, or? Maybe open up another yes, location if absolutely. they want you somewhere. Yeah, so we would love... Tell us how to connect yeah, with you. Yeah,
1: we'd love for people to reach out. Stantoninternational.org. Stantoninternational.org. That's our website. And yeah, there's always a need for volunteers, interns, starting up a... A uh, Stanton Healthcare Clinic or a Stanton Boutique or a mobile in your area, uh, the need is tremendous. Financial resources, you know, this is a big battle. <laughs> it's a big yeah. challenge. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we always we are looking for the for the support. And and I love doing interviews like this and I appreciate the opportunity because there's there are people that are touched by what we're doing because God's, you know, just like he's doing with you, yeah. you know, he raises us up. To have, fill a certain um, place in the pro life movement, and there yeah. is an organization for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I always say that there That's is a right. place for you in the movement, and a place where you can you can serve in the pro life movement. Yeah. And so, StantonInternational.org, We've also launched um, our purple sash revolution campaign, yeah. which is our activism and adv- advocacy campaign. And we, so we actually have purple sashes nice. that say equal rights for pre born women and then end abortion violence on the back. And it's you know during the suffragette movement the, you know they wore the sash votes yeah. for women and right, it was right. a physical representation yeah. of what they believed and so you know our name Stanton comes from Elizabeth Cady Stanton That's right. she was a pro-life um, you know uh, suffragist she just believed just like AOC right yeah oh so similar remember they yeah. all showed
0: up wearing white to identify with the early feminists that's
1: part of why we launched purple sash revolution They're just, they so... believe
0: the same things as, oh. uh, as Stanton and the suffragists right? when
1: I saw them wearing their all-white and President Trump's giving his you know state of the union <clears> and they were anything he said that was was like totally pro-woman they would disagree with anything yeah, they should have that been would, dressed in yeah and they're like red they should have and i said uh you know and i immediately reached out to danielle and <laughs> yeah, our yeah. executive team and we're like we've got to come up with a campaign yeah, yeah. that represents true feminism pro-life yeah. feminism the original feminists were pro-life yeah that's right. you know and so uh, even betty
0: Friedan wasn't a big fan of abortion yeah. until Larry later, the father of abortion, worked wow. on her for 10 years to put abortion into the National Organization for Women's Political Platform. Isn't that just and, evil? And that's how the, the sexual revolution yeah. hijacked the women's movement to yeah. become one of the same. That's what happened. There
1: was a hijacking that occurred. <laughs> yep. There was a hijacking because yep. originally all the feminists knew... Um, was they were fighting for, you know, votes for women and equality and all these wonderful things. She was pressured and broken down
0: to finally put it in. Yeah. But but Betty Friedan was not a pro-abortion activist.
1: Interesting. Wow. Wow. Here we are now. Here we are, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So purplesashrevolution.com. People can order their sashes. Um, We have lots of upcoming events. We've opened an office here in D.C., you know, the next three years with the Biden, pro-abortion Biden administration, we're going to be fighting everything that they try to do. And isn't it wild that we have this radically pro-abortion administration yet we have the Supreme Court looking at a direct challenge to Roe v. Wade? I mean, Roe v. Wade, it's just remarkable. So
0: it's almost like our founders knew what they were doing when they put in checks and balances. Yeah, they kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. They
1: kind of knew. Yeah. Well, and the most compelling thing, thank you for letting me talk on and on. I could talk for hours, as you probably could too, (laughs) about pro-life stuff, but it comes down to... The women that we serve and their remarkable stories. And speaking of the whole feminist angle, we're producing a video right now of one of our clients from a few years ago who was going to law school out in Idaho, found herself facing an unexpected pregnancy. Um, And uh, she had just come out of a a, a not good marriage, kind of an abusive situation, was in law school and um, pregnant and um, the father of the baby, who was another law student said you you should get an abortion. We're both going. Wow. How are we supposed to graduate law school and pass the bar with the baby? And uh, people around her uh, were saying, "Oh, wow, this really ruins your plans, doesn't it?" And in her heart, she's going, "But I want this baby." Hmm. But everybody's telling me I might ruin my life. And then wow. the dean of students and a few others she met with, and they said, "You're going to you can get through law school and have this baby." Yeah, yeah. So she had a handful of people that said you can do this. She embraced that baby. She had the baby during law school. Graduated law school, passed the bar with a little toddler, and is now a practicing attorney with this beautiful little boy, Zeke. And so the world says, the abortion industry says, you know, you're going to ruin your life, an unexpected pregnancy, you can't achieve any of your goals. And here we have living proof proof of someone who embraced motherhood, embraced the baby is a practicing attorney and is really empowered and fired up because she experienced the lie of pro-choice feminism and it dawned on her she realized the abortion movement has created a society where they pressure women to have abortions that that should be she was so shocked that everybody was like oh you're gonna get an abortion right That it was insulting to her as a woman. Yeah. Well, why can't why if men can embrace yeah. careers? So and male children. male
0: male employers in their in the early seventies, yep. 70s, late seventies, early eighties just began expecting their pregnant employees right. to deal with it because you got to be productive, right? Right. I'm paying you, and so you ended up developing an anti-woman culture. That's right. That expected women to That's choose right. abortion so that they can continue producing at the widget factories and just making yeah. a little bit more money. Um, and uh, But we all know, everyone knows yeah. that the career and the money never ends up panning out in satisfaction in the end. Does it? It's the things we were created to do, to have children, to have families. That's right. Uh, and I think people are starting to wake up to that slowly but surely. But we'll all be out there poking and prodding some pro-aborts, trying to get them to defend their bigotry. Nice. Um, and you'll be there loving on them, caring for them, reminding them that yes. it, that abortion will not fulfill them. We're at different That's battle right. fronts, but I'm happy to be the slap you in the face person. We each
1: have our role, and,
0: man. Uh, and and yeah. your role is just as important, especially in the near future here. So we'll put everything in the show notes. People can connect with Stanton Healthcare. Um, wonderful work you're doing. I want to see hundreds of those all throughout the country.
1: Thank you um, for
0: that. Because I think the narrative is starting to shift, and I think you're more right. Americans are starting to realize that uh, that abortion, whether you support it or not, um, it, it hasn't been the best thing since sliced bread. No. It hasn't helped women. It hasn't, it hasn't helped, helped families. The activists and the yeah. and the kooks will never admit this. I mean, when's the last time you saw a major abortion leader change their mind? I've actually been thinking about this. Interesting. I can't think of one. Abby Johnson doesn't count. She was, she was a Planned Parenthood clinic director. I'm talking about mm. Cecile Richards level. High I'm talking level, about yeah. Nancy Pelosi, Hillary Clinton level. That's right. what I'm talking about. Right. When's the last time we saw an abortion leader at that echelon change their mind, repent, and become pro-life? I can't think of one.
1: Yeah, you make a good point.
0: I can't think of one. You make a really good point. Except well, Bernard Nathanson, yeah, maybe. Yeah, But yeah, that Richard was Bernard, that was in the seventies. Yeah, so. and yeah, that was incredible. So, oh uh, so gosh. those people, I think, I think Satan, uh, I think they've sold their soul to Satan, mm. uh, right. and so I think, I think, barring a miracle of God, those people aren't going to change their minds. But, but th- those those people don't live in reality. No, they don't. The people who live they in live reality, in they're they starting in, to open their eyes right. and realize. In race, oh bubble. man.
1: Well, here's why I always tell people we're going to win. Is because, well, since Roe v. Wade, you and I are both part of it. I'm much older than you, but we're part of the post-Roe, uh, right. the gener- generation born after abortion was legalized. Yeah, so yeah. there's, you know. We're walking around going, I'm glad I wasn't aborted. Yeah. Wow, I was open praying in my mother's womb. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Even That's if it right. wasn't our mothers weren't considering abortion, we had a government that was yeah, saying, yeah. you didn't have value in the womb. Yeah. So there's an entire the generation. And right? people see the baby right. now. Then you have the ultrasound imaging yeah. that is yeah. so clear and so emanating. Millennials
0: grew up seeing their their mom's pictures of yes. like them in the womb or their, or their siblings yes. on the refrigerator. It's right it's like, there. oh, look, that right. was me.
1: Uh, Aspirin bottles say, do not take if you are pregnant may cause harm to the yeah, unborn yeah, yeah. child. Check yeah. with your doctor. Like literally the pharmaceutical companies yeah, on the yeah. aspirin bottles are defining it as yeah, an unborn right, child. Do right. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I'm, that's what I use when I do speaking. I was yeah. like, if anybody wants to know about the humanity of the child, don't listen to me. This that's is right. what the pharmaceutical companies yep. write. And they're worried about lawsuits. Yeah. They have to write everything exactly right. And they yeah. call it an unborn child.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just, well, we're, we're going to yeah. make
0: big changes in yeah. the pro-life movement and and, uh, and so much of that has to be connecting that digital marketing, humanizing of the child online, and then using that as a platform to direct and point abortion-minded women to I places like Stanton Healthcare, Two places like Heartbeat International and CareNet, um, after they're confronted with the very real humanity of their child. Um, and we know when it comes to mobile medical units, 80, 80% or more of mm. women reject abortion. So, yeah. well, we, we both have to get going and get yeah, marching we do, and, we? and get yep. out there. But thanks for coming by today and thanks for all that you're doing. Yeah. And uh, any final words?
1: Yeah, well, Seth, I appreciate you. You keep doing what you're doing and I just encourage your viewers and listeners that, you know, to stay in the battle, you know, and every, every day is a victory when there's a child saved from abortion. And yeah, We see right. that on a daily basis. Yeah, and that's so right. that's why the, the radical abortion lobby is never going to win. And we're going to see an end a row. We see it every day in our clinics and the hearts and minds of yeah, our women. Right. And so, and everybody just offer up your gifts and your talents and your skills to the Lord and to the pro-life movement. And, and that's how we're going to see change. Yeah,
0: yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yep. Everyone has a role. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for joining the show today. Head on over to iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, give the show a rating and review. It really helps us reach more people. We'll put the show notes to Stanton Healthcare, Stanton International. A lot of people have been reaching out to be saying they're getting involved with pregnancy resource centers, uh, either in a staff position or in a volunteer capacity. So if that's on your heart, especially if you live somewhere that doesn't have a medical, a women's pro-life pregnancy center, medical uh, provider, um, maybe that's supposed to be you. Consider it, pray about it, and uh, Stanton would be uh, happy to partner with you in launching um, new clinics which are going to be very necessary in the future so important work they're doing uh, worthy of your support as well uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash unaborted to become a patron of the show if you want to help us reach more people you can follow me on instagram facebook or go to my website sethgruber.com to sign up for my newsletter to stay informed to see my speaking schedule or to book me for an event as 2022 is filling up quickly we're coming to you from washington dc we're marching for life thank you for joining the show i'm seth gruber and this is unaborted We'll <laughs>